our house. Lots of blessing. We'll bless people. And listen to the words of the song. While the world looks upon me as I struggle alone, they say.
your Bibles, turn with me in Psalm 85, beginning in verse 1. We saw this was one of the national songs of Israel as they celebrated their return from captivity. They would sing these songs, a song to the chief musician, a song for the sons of Korah. Thou hast been favorable unto the land, unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people, and thou hast covered all their sin. Salah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Let's bow our heads. Lord, as we come, to thy throne of grace, we thank thee, Father, for this heaven-bought privilege and a blood-bought privilege to come, and Father, celebrate our independence. And Father, as we come to think of our great nation that thou, as Father, calls to rise up, and we thank you, Lord, for each one and for the many sacrifices that has been made. Help us, Father, to maintain uh, Father, a connection with our source. And might we, Father, Father, exalt you, Lord, amongst our inhabitants, that they might look upon Father, the one that caused all of our blessings to flow. Have thy will, thy way, and we'll not forget to praise you. We beg it in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. The psalmist here he looks back and he says, Thou hast. Six times in the first three verses here, he said, Thou hast. When I look at the celebration of America, I have to say, Thou hast. Uh, there's, there's no way that a country could come together. It was a miracle of God and a gift of God that I was born here. I could have been born any place in the world, but I was born here. I'm an American. And you know, our country has never been taken. It has never been overrun by an enemy. That's what he's saying he, here in these verses. He said, thou hast been favorable. Thou hast brought us back the captivity of Jacob. You know, Israel had become slaves in Egypt. They were overtaken. They had been overtaken by the Babylonians. And how that my time and time again, throughout the book of Judges, they had been taken by an enemy, had been in servitude. And by how that all these times, God delivered them over to their enemies. And you know, that's one thing that God said that he was going to do to these nations. He said, I'm going to leave them in the land that they be thorns in your side. He said that he was going to use these 
nations, when that they had turned their back upon God, he said, I was going to bring them as thorns in your side, and I was going to bring you back to me. You know, we've just been spoiled rotten as Americans. Right. I, I, I kind of thought, you know, uh, you know, most places in the world, they'd even be lucky to have one automobile. Yeah. One. And we've got, most of us has got at least two. And we've got cars, we've got closets that's running over, our garages are full. And you know, we've been blessed materially uh, just beyond measure. But you know what? You know, that's a blessing, and that's a blessing from God. But you know what? That ain't what makes you happy. Right. They can't make you, you know, it's, it's not going to be a guarantee that you're happy and that you're completely whole and well. You know, the, the uh, Paul said there, he said, speaking of this generation, he said, my, that they're, that they're ones that my have forgotten their God. They're ones that buy, you know, you can have all these things in abundance. Jesus said that your that your that your life consists not of the things that you possess. Mm -hmm. My but you know one thing that my he's doing is celebrating, celebrating the blessings of Israel. And when I think of this land, you know I'm blessed. To be able to go and vote. Yes. Yeah. You know, we have a democratic republic that we can go and vote. If we Amen. don't like one leader, we can go and we can speak our mind. We can take our moral stands and we can say, I don't believe this. Yeah. I don't believe, you know, that that a man and a man should be married yeah. or a woman and a woman. I believe that a marriage is a union between a man and a woman Amen. and that God designed marriage. And you know, you know, we've gotten so liberal in our beliefs that now they're saying, well, this is okay. And you know, the next thing, you know, it's been a sexual revolution and the next thing is going to be polygamy is okay. Well, you can just have as many wives or many husbands that you want. At one time, you know, we're moving into a liberalism. Now, is this not true? It is true. It is true because Darwinism. Darwinism, my, when he came and he wrote The Origin of the Species, and when Darwin said, am I, that we're just another animal. We're just a higher form. And the, the book is no longer reliable. The book is no longer, the Bible is no longer the truth. I jotted down these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know what our forefather 
Thomas Jefferson was saying here, he's affirming what three things. The first thing that he affirms is that there are truths. Absolute truths. And we have taken the word of God, which is the absolute God-breathed word of God, the final authority of all morality. And my, we've said, well, it's just another book. It's just another. It was written and composed by man. And we're no longer held accountable to it because there's no God. We don't have to worry about it. And John Dewey, the father of education, said, well, you know, we need to teach this in our schools. And, you know, then you got uh, Freud and all these psychologists, and they say, well, you know, uh, that's just, uh, man just needs more psychology. That's what they said last week. They were saying, you know, we need to defund the police department and we need more psychologists because it's a psychology problem. You know, I know that you cannot legislate morality. You can't. Now, some will say, well, you know, but you can legislate laws for people to live by. Now, amen. amen. Now, that's what a republic is. A republican. Republic is a parcel, a, a piece of a ground or real estate that is ruled by law. Listen, friend, I don't know about you, but law is a good thing. Amen. That's what keeps people from taking everything that you got. That's what keeps the government from coming in here, shutting us down. That's the unalienable rights that he has given us and that was written down in our Constitution and by it was written down because that our forefathers believed in absolute truth. You know, when you don't have absolute truth, what comes after that is you've got liberalism. And liberalism, man, is saying there's no God. We can do what we want. Just do what feels good. If it feels good, just do it. You know, it might feel good to uh, throw, a, throw a brick through somebody else's store window. <laughs> and I don't know what in the world people's got against business. The Bible commends business. That's what our country was founded on as a democracy, was free business. You know, it's, you, know, you, know you live in a great country when you've got a college dropout that can become one of the, one of the largest billionaires in the world, Bill Gates. You can be a college dropout. And look at the opportunity in our country. But you know one thing? Again, that don't buy you happiness, does it? Right. They said, you know, one of one of the fellows down over across the ocean there, they said a, a fellow one time, a statesman, and they said, want you to go over there and find out 
why that country so great? And he looked at our steel mills, and he looked at our industry, he looked at our crops, he looked at our education system, he looked at our politics, and he says, goes back and he says, these, America is great because America is good, and when America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. My listening friend, I want you to know morality. You can't legislate it, but I'm glad that I have some legislation. My, by moral people, they say, well, you know, the gays have come out of the closets and into the cabin. We got people up there that might don't know their right hand for left. They don't know they're good from evil. They can't figure out whether they're a man or a woman. But they're there making laws for us to live by. That's kind of like one thing they said about Christopher Columbus. When Christopher Columbus left Spain, he didn't know where he's going. When he got to America, he didn't know where he was. When he went back to Spain, he said, they said he didn't know where he'd been. And, 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 and the thing of it is, he done all this on somebody else's daughter. People of Spain paid for it. And they said, well, he was our first politician. Because <laughs> he, he didn't know where he's gone, didn't know where he'd been. He, he didn't know where he was. And somebody else paid for it all. Right. I thought you'd get a little bang out of that. But my listen, friend, isn't it good that we can come together in God's house and we can celebrate His goodness this morning Amen. in our lives in America? Oh. You know, I've listened to some great preachers in this church. We've had some great evangelists Amen. in this church. My listen, friend, we've, we've been able to come and sing the praises of God, and we've seen God do many mighty things. You know, I've seen drunkards. My listen, friend, that their homes were tore up. My listen, friend, that they were living in poverty. And I've seen him I come and surrender and I become a new creature in Christ. That's what God can do. Listen, friend, my with somebody that's my been wrecked and ruined by sin. And you know that's the only thing that can change America is when you get Christ in the heart. When you become a new creature in Christ. And you've got Jesus on the inside. Listen, friend, he's got to come outside because he's bigger than we are. And listen, friend, that makes such a difference in a home. Now, listen, friend, I've heard the old preachers. I've heard Paul Harbor. Uh, how did he say, you know, he said, I was nothing but a miserable drunk. He said, when I'd come home, the kids would run. The dog would run and hide. And he said, they, just, they were just kind of in a, in a state of panic or chaos because dad was home. 
He said, I went to the low country church and knelt down at an altar. And he said, I found Christ and became a new creature. And he said, he made a new man out of me. He said, my kids got a new daddy. My wife got a new husband. And you know, I say, you know, that's just exactly what America needs. America needs an old-fashioned revival that'll burn off the sin and the drugs and we'll just listen, friend, and be able to see folks get changed from the inside out. Now, listen, friend, we need a revival. But he says, thou hast been favorable. God's grace has been good to us. Thou hast brought us back from captivity. Listen, friend, you were in the dungeon in chains and sin, but we've been delivered. You know, I like that old song, I've been set free. Oh, glory to God. You know, my, how that my, we've all been liberated in that. Thou hast taken away thy wrath. He's forgiven and covered all of our sins. Now thou hast, thou hast, thou hast. One fellow that was this author of Roots, he had a picture of a turtle on top of a fence post. And somebody come into his little office there and they said, what does that mean? He said, what it means is he didn't get there on his own. Amen. Amen. We've been lifted up. He's brought us unto himself on wings. Now we're just like my, the, the little eaglets in the nest. He stirred up the nest. And how he's fluttered on. He's caused us. Listen, friend, to learn to fly. Amen. Our air conditioner's out, Tess and I. And our units are 33 years old. Well, it's time you can't you can't fix them. You can't re all you can do is replace them. So we've been going where we find a little shade. If it's winds blowing, it's cool. We go back on the farm, kick back here to test the she shed. And when the sun gets kind of coming down and it's kind of uh, cooler in the hollow, then we'll go to the hollow. <laughs> we come we come and left and. Left the uh, hilltop yesterday, and we was coming down, and there was a mother turkey, and she had six little ones, and they were they were having flying lessons. <laughs> they was just a flutter, and they'd fly about from here to Rosie, and some of them go a little farther, maybe maybe back to where Fred, uh, Doctor Fred's uh, standing back there. So, but now listen, Fred. They, they just flying along. They, and Mommy was right with them, flying beside of them. And I thought, you know, we all got to run before we can walk. Or walk before we can run. Then we gotta, we're going to run before we can fly. But we have to kind of learn sometimes and tumble a little bit. You know, I hope we can learn some things in America. Yeah. I, I hope we don't fall flat on our face like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. 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 But then, uh, Lot, he was a just man. The Bible says 
prodigal son, and he said, he he said, Johnny, back in the house. 
Well, he, he gone, gone, out, yeah. back, on the fire. Yeah. Amen. 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 If your Bibles turn with me in Psalm 85, beginning in verse 1. These songs, this was one of the national songs of Israel as they celebrated their return from captivity. They would sing these songs, a song to the chief musician, a song for the sons of Korah. Thou hast been favorable unto the land, unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people, and thou hast covered all their sin, Salah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again? that thy people may rejoice in thee. Let's bow our heads. Lord, as we come to thy throne of grace, we thank thee, Father, for this heaven-bought privilege and a blood-bought privilege to come. And Father, celebrate our independence. And Father, as we come to think of our great nation that thou as Father calls to rise up, and we thank you, Lord, for each one and for the many sacrifices that has been made. Help us, Father, to maintain, uh, Father, a connection with our source. And might we, Father, Father, exalt you, Lord, amongst our inhabitants, that they might look upon, Father, the one that caused all of our blessings to flow. Have thy will of thy way, and we'll not forget to praise you. We beg it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The psalmist here, he looks back and he says, Thou hast. Six times in the first three verses here, he said, Thou hast. When I look at the celebration of America, I have to say, Thou hast. Now, there's, there's no way that a country can come together. It was a miracle of God and a gift of God that I was born here. I could have been born any place in the world, but I was born here. I'm an American. And you know, our country has never been taken. It has never been overrun by an enemy. That's what he's saying here in these verses. He said, thou hast been favorable. Thou hast brought us back the captivity of Jacob. You know, Israel had become slaves in Egypt. They were overtaken. They had been overtaken by the Babylonians. And how that my time and time again, throughout the book of Judges, they had been taken by an enemy, had been in servitude, and by how that all these times, God delivered them over to their enemies, 
And you know that's one thing that God said that he was going to do to these nations. He said, I'm going to leave them in the land that they be thorns in your side. He said that he was going to use these nations, but that they had turned their back upon God. He said, I was going to bring them as thorns in your side, and I was going to bring you back to me. You know, we've just been spoiled rotten as Americans. Right. I, I, I kind of thought, you know, uh, you know, most places in the world, they'd even be lucky to have one automobile. Yeah. One. And we've got, most of us has got at least two. And we've got cars, we've got closets that's running over, our garages are full. And you know, we've been blessed materially uh, just beyond measure. But you know what? You know, that's a blessing, and that's a blessing from God. But you know what? That ain't what makes you happy. That's right. If they can't make you, you know, it's, it's not going to be a guarantee that you're happy and that you're completely whole and well. You know, the, the uh, Paul said there, he said, speaking of this generation, he said, my, that they're, that they're ones that my have forgotten their God. They're ones that my, you know, you can have all these things in abundance. Jesus said that you're, that you're, that your life consists not of the things that you possess. Mm -hmm. My, but, you know, one thing that my, he's doing is celebrating, celebrating the blessings of Israel. And when I think of this land, you know I'm blessed to be able to go and vote. You know, we have a democratic republic that we can go and vote. If we don't like one leader, we can go and we can speak our mind. Amen. We can take our moral stands. And we can say, I don't believe this. I don't believe, you know, that, that a man and a man should be married. Or a woman and a woman. I believe that a marriage is a union between a man and a woman. And that God designed marriage. And you know, you know, we've gotten so liberal in our beliefs that now they're saying, well, this is okay. Mm -hmm. And you know, the next thing, you know, it's been a sexual revolution, and the next thing is going to be polygamy is okay. Well, you can just have as many wives or many husbands that you want at one time. You know, we're moving into a liberalism now, is this not true? It is true. It is true because Darwinism. Darwinism, my, when he came and he wrote The Origin of the Species, and when Darwin said, am I, that we're just another animal. We're just a higher form. And the, the book is no longer reliable. The book is no longer, the Bible is no longer the truth. I jotted down these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created 
equal. And we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know what our forefather Thomas Jefferson was saying here? He's affirming what three things. The first thing that he affirms is that there are truths, absolute truths. And we have taken the word of God, which is the absolute God-breathed word of God, the final authority of all morality. And my, we've said, well, it's just another book. It's just another. It was written and composed by man. And we're no longer held accountable to it. Because there's no God. We don't have to worry about it. And John Dewey, the father of education, said, well, you know, we need to teach this in our schools. And you know, then you got uh, Freud and all these psychologists, and they say, well, you know, uh, that's just, uh, man just needs more psychology. That's what they said last week. They were saying, you know, we need to defund the police department and we need more psychologists because it's a psychology problem. You know, I know that you cannot legislate morality. You can't. Now, some will say, well, you know, but you can legislate laws for people to live by. Now, amen. amen. Now, that's what a republic is. A republican republic is a parcel, a, a piece of a ground or real estate that is ruled by law. Listen, friend, I don't know about you, but law is a good thing. Amen. That's what keeps people from taking everything that you got. That's what keeps the government from coming in here, shutting us down. That's the unalienable rights that he has given us and that was written down in our Constitution and by it was written down because that our forefathers believed in absolute truth. You know, when you don't have absolute truth, what comes after that is you've got liberalism. And liberalism ah, is saying there's no God. We can do what we want. Just do what feels good. If it feels good, just do it. You know, it might feel good to uh, throw, a, throw a brick through somebody else's store window. <laughs> and I don't know what in the world people's got against business. The Bible commends business. That's what our country was founded on as a democracy was free business. You know, it's you know you know you live in a great country when you've got a college dropout that can become one of the one of the largest billionaires in the world, Bill Gates. You can be a college dropout and look at the opportunity. In our country. But you know one thing? Again, that don't buy you happiness, does it? Right. 
They said, you know, one of one of the fellows down over across the ocean there, they said a, a fellow one time, a statesman, and they said, want you to go over there and find out 